Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, because so many grown-up children haven't had the decency to move out yet, tensions can arise in the home. According to Eurostat figures, 61% of 18 to 34-year-olds in this country still live with their parents. The dating site Bumble has just carried out a survey among this age group to see how living at home affects their love life. Dr Caroline West joins us once again. Afternoon, Caroline. Good afternoon, Sean. How are you? That 61% is astounding, isn't it? Yeah, it's slightly depressing. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's, it, it, it definitely has a lot of impacts on people's lives. Yeah, and it's apparently it's gone up uh, to uh, in 2014, it was 44.6%. Now it's 61.4%. You can't, yeah, it's kind yeah. of depressing. And there's a lot of people who have moved out of home, but then have had to move back to home as well. So that's even more depressing once you get that taste of freedom and then you have to go back to, you know, being treated like a teenager by your parents. Yeah, now, and, and now whatever about... If you, I suppose if you're in a relationship, that might be one thing and you have to move back in uh, with your parents. But uh, it, it really reduces the opportunity for developing a new relationship, I would have thought. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, some of the great parts of, of a flourishing new relationship is just sitting at home sometimes and just chilling. You know, Netflix and chill has become a meme for a reason. Um, and, you know, people have that private time to get to know each other then. And that's really difficult to do if your parents are also in the same room or you're sharing with, you know, a flatmates or whatever it happens to be. So people have, you know, it is depressing, but people have actually gotten really kind of creative and they're a lot more open about talking to their partners and saying, look, I'm, this is my living situation. Situation. And that clear communication is, is so beneficial in any kind of relationship, too. Um, but it, it's just about, you know, how do you where do you go? You know, what do you do? Um, is your car an option or, you know, is a hotel an option? And for a lot of people, that's not an option, too, because it's so expensive. It's probably cheaper to take someone away for a weekend in Paris at the moment than it is to get a Dublin hotel. So you might get some brownie <laughs> points if you do that with someone as well. Uh, that is true. So what are they doing, Caroline, to try and, you know, get around these restrictions? Yeah, so so Bumble has some advice for that. And it, it's to be open, you know, as open as possible for relationships. So if you are living with your parents, you know, they probably understand, you know, your parents have had sex, you know, I'm sorry to tell people, but they will probably understand, you know, the situation you're in. But it's about talking to them, compromising and saying, look, I'll pay for you to go see the Barbie movie tonight if I can, you know, have my girlfriend over. And your parents probably want the, the chance to get out a little bit as well, give you that alone time too. And it, it's talking to them, you know, I would really recommend sneaking a partner in because if your dad sees them at three o'clock in the morning in the bathroom that might lead to some awkward conversations so bearing in mind especially that, in the know, bathroom at three o'clock in the morning exactly, that's an awkward conversation exactly or you know over a cup of coffee at seven in the morning before they before they leave so um you know it, it's just about that being open and recognizing your parents are probably awkward too um but it's about compromise so if, if you live with flatmates for example a whole a whole bunch of flatmates you know you can come up with compromise say i'll do the dishes for a week if you give me the sitting room for tonight and um you know things like that so so it's it's just, you know, that creativity does stand out, but it's unfortunate people have to be in that situation in the first place. Because mm. I suppose if you're sharing a flat or a house with people, they're in probably in a similar situation, so that there'd be more of an understanding uh, of that. Whereas with parents, it's like, because, you, you know, people occasionally when they're young and, and, and have one night stands, you can't bring a one night stand back to your parents' gaff. Yeah, it gets kind of awkward. Um, the good news on that, though, is, you know, a lot of one night stands 
are a bit rubbish sometimes, you know, so because you haven't talked to each other about what you want or, you know, what does sex actually look like for you? Is oh, one yeah. person really into one thing or not another? And there might be a lot of alcohol involved. So sometimes it, it's not as great as, you know, we the movies or something might make it out to be. So actually waiting a little bit allows for more emotional intimacy to develop too. So, um, you know, relationships aren't just about the physical side. They're about the emotional side. And, you know, that little bit extra time to get used to someone or get to know them and then have physical intimacy that might be beneficial for some people but obviously if you're in the stage of life where you know you'd ideally like a hookup every night of the week and and that's great for you know people that want that that might be difficult so it's about you know what works for you what can you actually afford can you go to their house you know uh, do you have a really sympathetic friend that will let you use their sitting room um and their house you know it, you know there, there are ways and solutions around it but it, it just takes that extra work that people have to do did it uh, did they discover um whether or not if you say to someone well i'm you know, I know I'm 32, but I'm living at home with my parents still, that, that, you know, prospective partners might be a bit put off by that. Yeah. And actually, this is higher with men, actually. So, you know, if, if, if you want to go and date a man and you say, as a woman, I'm living at home with their parents, you know, they actually find that a turn off. So 44% of men found that a turn off, according to Bumble. And, you know, that's not really kind of compassionate. That's really kind of seeing someone as, oh, well, I can't get what I want out of this, rather than looking to work with that person to try and find a compromise. So I think, you know, it's, it's natural to feel frustrated, but there's lots of people who have compassion go yeah look I I get it this is my living situation or you know and that compassion and empathy is such a wonderful thing to have in relationships too so maybe that you know if someone reacts negatively um you know you can tell them maybe to read a newspaper uh once in a while but just to kind of put themselves in other people's shoes a little bit more uh column in dublin says surely these results are skewed given it's a survey on a dating site with participants likely to be at home still what they did the survey uh, among people exclusively who were living at home still. Um, yeah, so. exactly. And, and you know, living, people living at home, they do date, you know, and it, it, this is, I think it's a part of a wider conversation in Irish society. You know, I used to work in homeless shelters and I was thought, like, where do they go? They have no chance of you know, finding someone and have a nice quiet evening in, you know, that's really difficult for a lot of people to have. And, you know, the ability to have a healthy relationship on your terms, like it is part of our human rights and it is part of our, our emotional well-being too. So, you know, I think it, it is an important conversation. And when daters, you know, specifically those that, that Bumble worked with here, they're, they're young, you know, they're 24 to 35. They might feel a lot of frustration and pressure if they're looking to meet someone, settle down, have families, you know, it can be very difficult for a lot of people. So I think this is, you know, a really common problem, unfortunately. And it does have lifelong impacts. You know, if, if you can't meet someone when you're 35, you know, it might be hard if you're trying to start a family or something like that. So I think it is an important area of our society we have to shine a light on. Uh, yeah. And, and well, we don't know and let's not catastrophize, but it could have possible no- knock on effects in that way. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and loneliness, you know, we all been through the pandemic, you know, we knew loneliness was really bad, um, you know, uh, for a lot of people and mental health issues were, were there. So, you know, if you if you just want to be loved and cared for and you can't find it, that can lead to a lot of um, issues. And also as well, a lot of people are finding that they'll move in together 
a lot quicker than what they normally mm. would have, whether a lease is coming to an end or if there's just you're just sick of, you know, talking to the parents and you just want to get out. But the problem with that is if you don't know someone well enough when you move in with them and then it turns out you, you just don't want to be with them or for whatever reason or it turns abusive, you know, where do you go? You know, if you don't have another um, lease lined up or you don't have the deposit or you don't, you know, you're not lucky enough to be one of the 500 people who apply for a new house. Do you have to move back to your parents then again? You know, so it, there is a lot to consider in that. And, and uh, you know, it is depressing, but it, I think it is important for people to try and use that as an opportunity to work on communication skills and, and talk to each other about, yeah, it is it is pretty crap at the moment, but here's here's some possible solutions. And I think that creativity serves us well in long term relationships, too. Uh, but, uh, but also, the, the, I mean, that kind of opens the door that because usually, you know, you start going out with someone. It's a while before it's meet the parents time because that takes it up uh, um, a notch. But now oh, in, in the scenario we're in now, it's like you're meeting, the, you could be meeting the parents in the first fortnight. Yeah. And that's very awkward for a lot of people. I mean, you know, when I met my mother-in-law, it wasn't for quite a while. And I said, oh, hi, I talk about sex all day for a living. She might have been a bit shocked if that was just a two week long relationship, you know. So it is making people feel a little bit more fast forwarded in, in that sense. So, again, it's just like, what do you do? What are the expectations? And making sure you're on the right page, because if you just want to hook up with someone and have it just be that, you don't really want to meet their parents no. afterwards whether it's four in the morning uh, in the toilet or over dinner or whatever. Hello, mammy this is Tom he's just home for the ride I don't want to give you the wrong idea so relax oh that's fine love oh god I mean I mean the worst part of that would be the conversation they'd have yeah. after it you know um after that so yeah so it is um and that's a real long-term you know impact if you've met someone's parents super quick you know you might feel like oh god this this is turning too serious too quick I just wanted a bit of fun um you know just hang out with someone and now all of a sudden I'm getting invited to these family dinners and the mum is asking me should she buy a half for the wedding you know it might be a little awkward so talk to your parents if you are in that situation and go look don't embarrass me and this is just something casual it's not necessarily the love of my life but you know don't try and put pressure on it things like that so mm. try and have those boundaries with your parents as well as as easy as that is to say it might be a bit more difficult in, in real life but it's worth trying you know and your yeah. parents will understand I suppose also as well, then there'd be an inclination to kind of stay out more, but that it's going to cost you money more. And if you're at home living with your parents and you're trying to save up for, you know, a mortgage or just even, you know, uh, um, a deposit for a flat, you're spending money that you don't want really want to be spending. So it's kind of a vicious circle, really. Crikey. It is. Yeah. If you want to share a meal with someone, you know, it might cost you a fiver from Aldi or it might cost you a hundred quid in a, in a mm. restaurant, you know, so that's that's really impactful there. But actually, what I really like seeing the trends in, in Irish dating develop, people have been really good about going for coffee dates now. And I think that's really nice because before it might have been, you know, a few drinks in the pub. So obviously people might have been sober as well. But if you're going for a coffee date, you can just commit to, you know, an hour or two, have a walk around, you know, Stevens Green or something if you, if you live nearby and have a couple of coffees. And that allows you to get to know someone in a completely different way than when you're off your face at two in the morning in a nightclub when we probably don't look our best or talk our best as well. So there are some benefits to, you know, again, being creative around that and removing alcohol from the situation. 
But I think being open about finances is really important. And what I really love about seeing the younger generation is they're really open about finances. And within a few first dates, they'll talk to each other about, well, look, I can't do that. Um, I can't just jet off to Paris this weekend because I'm a broke student or whatever. So if you're not on the same page, you know, it can impact a relationship being sustainable or developing into something um, more more serious, I suppose, that, you know, if someone wants to spend their, their weekends going shopping and, and you, you know, you don't have two pennies to rub together, it, it will impact the relationship um, on some level. So that openness is, is really important because that will, I suppose, maybe dictate if it will be a long term relationship or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, and now I know this isn't wouldn't be Bumble's concern uh, uh, particularly, but all this also impacts on the parents uh, in 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 the sense of their sex life as well, because you know the kids are back, and now if there's a noise, they know what it means, you know. Whereas maybe when they were four, they didn't. Oh, absolutely! There's huge potential for embarrassing run-ins or stories that you can tell at a wedding down the line. Maybe um, you know about finding your parents' sex toys or something like that. Like, there's all sorts of room for embarrassment. But I suppose if we just try and have a laugh about it as well. I mean, sex is ridiculous and fun and silly, and you know we might not like to think of our parents having sex, but good, good on them if they still got it going on. You know, that's great, um, and they'll have a different experience of it. But again, yeah, try and talk to them and. You know, if you're compromising by sending them out to the cinema or whatever, you know, they can say to you, OK, don't be back on Friday night because the place is ours. So just talking about it and trying to make the situation work for everybody. And maybe, you know, I might reflect back on the parents relationship, too. If they're talking about your relationship, they might reflect on their own and they might say, you know, is this working for us? Do we want to try something new? Um, you know, they're off in Paris next weekend, like what we do at the house for ourselves, that kind of thing. So it might rejuvenate their relationship a bit more. So there are some silver linings. You just kind of have to dig for them a little bit. Yes, <laughs> or maybe quite a lot. Caroline, thanks yeah. man, for talking to us today. That was uh, uh, Dr. Caroline uh, West there. <clears throat> Excuse me. A uh, lot of comments on this. <clears throat> One person says, I got divorced in my mid-30s, had to start again with a second-time mortgage. So I had to save a big deposit. The only way to do this was to move in with mom and dad for a couple of years. While I loved having time with them, I definitely missed out and a few years of finding any real prospective partners. It was just so awkward, never really being comfortable <clears throat> bringing anyone home. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 pm with Anna Glaze on News Talk.